In Europe, you have uh, a little bit more availability of, say, DHT in a transdermal cream. In the U.S., it's difficult to get. Uh, but you find with women, it, it, it's a wonderful way to improve orgasmic intensity. Well, um, gynecologists knew that a long time before, and so uh, gynecologists in Europe um, tend to propose to women who have a very low uh, um, capacity to have orgasm or sexual sensitivity to put on the uh, clitoris, mm -hmm. to put a small layer of dehydrotestosterone uh, in, in a, a cream or a shell form. And, and that works out well. They have much easier orgasm this way. Hi, I'm Dr. Nick Delgado, and I'm with Dr. Terry Hertog. You have a wonderful talk that you're doing here at the A4M, and it relates to intimacy and love and really helping people to bring their hormones to the optimum level. Now, if these individuals have deficient levels and you evaluate them, at what point do you decide which uh, hormone, MSH or uh, uh, type of testosterone therapy? Uh, because with men and women, it's completely different uh, dosages and therapies. So let's start with women. What do you do when you're helping a woman who her husband's saying, hey, her libido's gone, it's not what it should be, uh, her as orgasmic intensity isn't as good as it used to be? How can we help this woman? Well, it's usually not so much the husband that complains. It's the women are very straightforward now, and they complain that <laughs> okay. they have problems. They have okay. a lack of orgasm or libido. Yes. And um, but so it depends on what the type of the problem is. There's, a, for example, if a woman has a lack of sex drive, she doesn't want to have intercourse. She's tired or whatever. Right. Um, the main cause is generally a lack of testosterone, the male hormone, and those women usually mm -hmm. tend to have cellulite. And it's the same treatment to shrink the cellulite than uh, to get the libido back. Uh, and also the personality is very enforced when they receive testosterone. So testosterone is a male hormone. It's the dominant male hormone. It's the, the difference between a man and a woman is that a, a man has about 20 times a higher amount of testosterone, of male hormone. But that tiny amount that a woman has is fundamental. And in women... Um, and that's the bad thing for, for men is that in women the testosterone decreases quickly from age between age 21 and 40 years, for example, it decreased by more than 50%. Wow. So that's no wonder that at age 40 women don't have much libido. Um, and so basically uh, the treatment is to give the male hormone back, but a, a woman may not receive a male hormone without receiving female hormones, which also may improve the libido at least the estrogen. So uh, the number two hormone to increase the libido in women is generally uh, uh, estrogens. And there's one hormone that you need to give after intercourse, but not before. It is Starts with an O? Or what about uh, oxytocin? Progesterone. So progesterone... Oxytocin is uh, another We'll get to that next. We'll but, get to it after. But the progesterone part you're saying you give it after? You give after intercourse. It's oh. a hormone you take before bedtime, and that makes you sleepy, and that decreases oh. the libido. So it's not... You okay. all, always have to give progesterone when you give estrogen in the treatment, uh, but it's it's an anti-libido hormone. It really calms you down. You want to sleep and not have sex. <laughs> so basically, uh, when a woman has a lack of libido, they need the testosterone under protection of female hormones, and they do well. 
Now, oxytocin is a different hormone. Uh, oxytocin is a hormone uh, that is a hormone of warm-heartedness. You feel attached to people, but you don't want necessarily have to have sex. But once sex is coming and there's a foreplay, uh, touching, etc., there's a hormone that is secreted by the hypothalamus named oxytocin that is released, and then you begin to get warmer, I would say. And so um, it's the second step uh, in uh, sexuality where uh, oxytocin is necessary. And the advantage of... Uh, Terry, could oxytocin be released through a foot massage and through nipple stimulation? Yeah, nipple stimulation, foot massage, but even singing and reading, singing. A, a reading an interesting book can increase the oxytocin okay. levels. And if you have, for example, a massage, yeah. there are two types of women. There are women who are very open, extrovert, like uh, in, in Europe we have the Latin people, the, the Italians. <laughs> we have a lot of oxytocin. Well, they will do much better with a massage than the people of a northern country where mm -hmm. they're quite low in oxytocin, don't smile often. <laughs> and uh, the, you do a massage, you don't obtain a very great increase of uh, wow. oxytocin. So uh, those who are deprived have... Uh, cannot improve it without taking a supplement, actually. So in the second stage of a sexual act, you need mm -hmm. oxytocin to get closer and closer to your partner. And um, um, a, a woman without oxytocin is almost impossible for her to get an orgasm. Mm. So you have a woman who complain, I never got an orgasm, uh, it's rare, but it happens. Well, those women need to have oxytocin. And I would even say that a woman not only has to have one orgasm, but uh, the ability to have several orgasms. Uh, so uh, for uh, women who have multiple orgasms, for example, mm -hmm. at one intercourse, they usually um, have higher, uh, significantly higher oxytocin levels. So these are two important hormones. You have testosterone, estrogens, and oxytocin, but then there's another hormone who's actually the most potent hormone to improve the whole sexuality in women. Mm. And this is called, this is a melancholy stimulating hormone, the hormone that stimulates the, the, the skin darkening. You get brown when mm -hmm. you get in the sun, mm -hmm. if you have a white color. And uh, this hormone um, is a, um, uh, an exceptional hormone, uh, but it's only available for the moment in a synthetic derivative uh, form, quite cheap even. And uh, unfortunately, it's um, not sold in the classical pharmacy. And so you don't have so much controls, and you need to be careful if you buy it on internet. But basically, if you have this hormone, it uh, drives a woman completely wild. If she takes a high amount, she gets sexuality on her skin, on her hair, on every part of the body, and even more, even on the genitals. So some women say, I never got wild in uh, an act. Well, they're certainly... Um, MSH deficient, and they probably are those women who also sunburn easily if they go in the sun. And MSH, um, the people who have taken it, and my clients who we've worked with it, uh, they they describe to me that they get really elaborate fantasies, and the brain plays a big role in, in sensuality and sexuality, doesn't yes. it? <clears throat> so the uh, melatonin two, for example, which is the most used works on several levels. You, okay. this, it, uh, in animals, they have shown that it works on uh, a center in the hypothalamus, which is a center in the brain. Uh, and there, uh, when you stimulate, uh, when you 
um, inject melatonin there, uh, you, the, you can't really get in a man, for example, an, an erection. Yeah. And so it stimulates really sexuality there. Uh, also, if you um, put melatonin in blood, it also stimulates the sexuality quite well. Uh, but if you section the spine, you can inject still melatonin too, you still will get uh, sexuality in, in the sense that, so it's not the, the, the spine itself or the central nervous system at that level that is important. What is important is also the nerves around that it's called the orthosympathetic nerves. And so it works on several levels. Mm-hmm. And this is probably why it works um, um, so well in, in persons. They are uh, stimulated all over the body. Is it sufficient to do subcutaneous injection with uh, MSH or melanin too to, yes. to get the sexual response? Now, um, hormones don't work alone. For example, um, uh, melatonin 2 can stimulate sebum secretion. What does that mean? That means that the oil on the skin appears more, and it's in this oil that there are more pheromones. So when we are attracted by people we don't know why, and we are close by, it's because they secrete uh, hormones called pheromones that attract. And so melatonin 2 can do that, but if the testosterone levels are too low, it doesn't work. So what does this mean is all these hormones work together. Yes. And uh, if you try with only one hormone to improve the whole sexuality, you have a high chance of failing, that it does, may not work. Mm-hmm. So you still need to correct all the hormone deficiencies that are uh, behind uh, a lack of sexuality and uh, to improve and have a, a, a super uh, sexuality. Now, you mentioned testosterone, and of course for women. Uh, oftentimes, though, uh, in an individual who has deficient adrenal function, it, uh, in some cases, the anabolic and catabolic mix, they may need to support their adrenals uh, concurrent or prior to uh, using testosterone therapy. Is that pr- uh, important? I don't think it's uh, completely uh, in this way. Um, testosterone is one of the um, main hormones who can stimulate that renal function. So you secrete more um, cortisol, oh. DHEA, aldosterone when you get uh, testosterone. Oh. So for, for this reason, and it's not the case for all hormones to do that. Uh, if you take oxytocin, you add, lower the adrenal Hormones. If you take growth one, you lower the adrenal hormones. So basically, uh, testosterone is on that level quite safe for adrenal deficient uh, patients. But okay. of course, you you you, you said it. Uh, adrenal hormones uh, are important. So if a person is low, uh, it's good to add these hormones because one of the adrenal hormones, like DHEA, also improves sexual fantasy, uh, sexual sensitivity in, in women. So if, if you have a, a therapy, um, are you able to measure uh, with hormone testing, uh, do you use urine testing or blood testing um, to determine uh, along with symptoms if this person is a candidate for hormonal replacement? Well, um, we do have good therapy, uh, test lab tests for the sexual hormones, but we, it's, uh, we don't have lab tests for MLC-stimulating hormone or for oxytocin. Well, it's possible, but it has to be sent to a far away laboratory. It has to have a special procedure. So for the moment, I don't do it uh, classical in my uh, practice, uh, but it would be better so. Um, so basically, uh, the diagnosis or the detection of what is going wrong for sexuality is based on a lot of interview to know because for each hormone deficiency corresponds typical complaints and if they have those typical complaints we know almost for sure right. that they have this um, 
deficiency and in that intensity, depending on the intensity of the complaints. And then we have some lab tests like for testosterone or dehydrotestosterone, which is the super male hormone, which is the one that gives uh, hair growth, uh, but also pubic hair growth and axillary hair, but also can make a woman lose hair. But that hormone can also increase orgasm uh, quite a lot. So it, it, it must always be in a, a sufficient amount in blood without being too much for a woman to feel really good. In Europe, you have uh, a little bit more availability of, say, DHT in a transdermal cream. In the U.S., it's difficult to get. Uh, but you find with women, it, it, it's a wonderful way to improve orgasmic intensity. Well, um, gynecologists knew that a long time before. And so uh, gynecologists in Europe um, tend to propose to women who have a very low uh, um, capacity to have orgasm or sexual sensitivity to put on the uh, clitoris, mm -hmm. to put a small layer of dehydrotestosterone uh, in, in a, a cream or a shell form. And, and that works out well. They have much easier orgasm this way. Now, let's address, you have a woman, she's optimized, she's now prepared to have great sex. But her man is suffering from ED. And even if he does achieve an erection, it's very difficult for him to maintain an erection. And let's say he's age 40 or, or 50 or maybe even 60 or even 70. You, what is the oldest patient you've treated who has had sexual dysfunction and you've seen uh, restoration? Well, certainly above the 90 years, um, ED is erectile dysfunction. It means that the, the penis cannot erect itself sufficiently to have intercourse. Mm -hmm. And um, there's some devices that permit even to measure that three nights. We, uh, it's measured generally when the person sleeps because uh, if uh, good erectile function means that uh, even when you sleep, you have now and then erections. Why are there spontaneous erections? Because uh, it's a way of the organ to keep in condition, like you would do jogging every day, the organ has to get an erection, even spontaneously, or it perishes, it declines. And so basically, um, men with erectile dysfunction, um, it, it's a, um, they're affected by very severe diseases that affects also their personality. They don't feel men any, man anymore, and so it's very important for a physician to correct this erectile dysfunction too. And ED could be a sign of cardiovascular disease. Isn't that one of the leading causes, those who smoke cigarettes and have clogged arteries? I mean, this is a, certainly well, a... It is mostly a consequence for cardiovascular disease, a disease that affects the arteries. In the, uh, so the arteries um, that first are affected by a process of aging called atherosclerosis are actually uh, the smaller arteries. And uh, the arteries that bring the blood to the penis for an erection, for example, are very small arteries. So they will be m more affected, they will narrow quicker, and so you will, uh, f two years before having uh, heart disease developing, uh, or you detect heart disease, generally the person has erectile dysfunction. So any uh, person, even a young man, who starts to have erectile dysfunction, and we know it's, it's organic, it's not psychological, uh, has to be screened also for heart disease. 
So you had described uh, some therapies that work successfully for women to achieve uh, orgasm more uh, efficiently. And of course, uh, the female uh, clitoris is up to four inches in length, and it has 8,000 nerve endings, 15,000 other uh, nerve connections. And the man actually has less nerve connections than a woman, yet we're talking about essentially a similar process to achieve erection, sustain it, and uh, become aroused. So what uh, sequence, what would you like to give a man who is uh, challenged or just wants to perform better in the bedroom? Well, the first thing is to give <coughs> um, suggestions of to improve the food because um, many of those hormones uh, do not work well if the food is not good. And many men like uh, to, to have behave like they're real men. And they um, uh, do an error. They drink. They drink alcohol, alcohol. for example. And alcohol uh, lowers the testosterone levels, the male hormone, and increases the female hormone levels, the estrogens. Wow. And then the higher the estrogens are, the more they will block the action of the male hormones. So the first thing is I won't have a success even with hormone treatment if the, um, what they drink is not good enough. The, the, the second drink that is really bad for men if they want to have a good sexual potency is drinking uh, caffeinated beverages like real coffee, tea, uh, eating uh, dark chocolate. It also has a lot of uh, caffeine in it. That should be avoided on a daily basis or it will uh, decrease uh, uh, growth hormone, for example, and it will increase the conversion the, uh, of testosterone to female hormones too. Uh, uh, if you drink two cups of uh, coffee, for example, you increase the female hormones, estradiol, by 60%. Per, if you drink that two per day, if you drink one glass of alcohol a day, you will increase also by 60% estrogens, and then uh, you, they will start having um, erectile dysfunction or ED. So um, after giving those uh, advices, they also have to avoid whole grain bread, which can lower the amounts of male hormones in a man by 20 to 40 percent. So whole grain bread, there's a special way is that some of the male hormones, 60 percent, go in the intestines and are then after reabsorbed and used again as hormones, well, the fibers of whole grain bread uh, neutralize those and they, they stick to the fibers and they will go in the stools, the testosterone, the male hormone, which is not a good thing. So after giving those advices of eating better and drinking better, uh, basically the first treatment we give to men is male hormone, is testosterone, but it's not the most efficient one. It's often very efficient because it speeds up the uh, secretion of other hormones, but it's fundamentally not the most potent hormone for erectile dysfunction. And then often the second treatment we tend to give, uh, what testosterone does, it increases the frequency of erections. It increases the sensitivity uh, to get erections when there's touching or etc. But the, the testosterone is not a, a very important hormone to keep the erections uh, firm for long and to give a good volume. To have a good volume, you need to have enough growth hormone. And uh, so growth hormone is the number two hormone that I uh, uh, give, and that gives prolonged erections, more volume, and it uh, really makes that the male hormones seem to work better on. So if there's a growth hormone deficiency, it also has to be great. But even these two hormones are not the most important ones. Sometimes in between, I also give DHEA, which after uh, it's an adrenal hormone, dehydroepiandosterone, and that hormone also can improve erectile dysfunction in a quite interesting way if it's 50 milligrams per day, but it takes four to six months before you really see a major difference. Mm -hmm. So uh, patients who, uh, male patients who take DHEA have to have patients. 
But after these two or three hormones, I give them, if it still doesn't work, I give them melanotan 2 or the MSH derivative. And then uh, you, most men really get very good erections and they don't need to give uh, Viagra or Ciaphilis or whatever, uh, or um, 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 erectile dysfunction uh, medication is given. They, they usually do well. Now, uh, what happens with the uh, melanotan 2 is that the, the the penis um, um, really becomes very, uh, very strong, a, a big volume, even in older men, uh, very pronounced, and um, um, it also helps ejaculation. And what is also interesting, they've seen this by animals, is that this hormone doesn't work like Viagra. It, it's more potent Viagra. If a man was, um, gets four minutes of erection spontaneously during the night measured, uh, with uh, Viagra, they will get 40 minutes with Melanotan too. Um, not all, but but at least two thirds to three quarters of them will. But what is interesting is 40 minutes, four zero. 40, but that's during the the whole night, spontaneous yes. erections. Yeah. It's measured with this machine that is called the, uh, I think, rigid scan or like rigid scan. Or they can just take um, postage stamps and wrap it around. They, they <laughs> <that's> could <laughs> the inexpensive way. Uh, if they still have postal stamps, because now we're worked by email mostly. So, <laughs> so uh, basically, what is also interesting is that studies in animals have shown that this hormone makes animals more affectionate uh, mm. with their partner, and they choose a partner quicker, and they uh, do not fight. There are not so much quarrels in animals, in prairie voles, for example. So it, it's also a hormone that improves the emotions, mm -hmm. and that's a very good side. Uh, uh, so these are the hormones that are given. Now there's a trick, is that the melanotan 2 doesn't work, of course, if alcohol is drunk, um, but it works better sometimes in combination. So we uh, ask our patients to inject the, the melanotan 2 to mix it with grotamon and, and some, sometimes other hormones in the vial. So you get each evening a little dose, and that seems to work out well this way. You mentioned DHT, uh, dihydrotestosterone. Is that a potent uh, male erectile uh, hormone? So dehydrotestosterone is the, 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 the sort of testosterone that really gives erections. So the higher the levels of dehydrotestosterone are, the more a man has orgasm, ejaculation. So for ejaculation, you absolutely need to have this hormone. Men also cannot ejaculate uh, if they have, but then really in even a more serious uh, manner, they cannot ejaculate if they don't have oxytocin. So the men who don't smile or, or um, uh, don't want to see people are autistic, they can, even if they have uh, long-term sticks or long-standing sticks, they cannot ejaculate. And when they receive oxytocin, they can ejaculate much easier. Hmm. So if you were to look at a, a patient who's uh, starting to respond favorably, uh, oftentimes they may not need uh, Viagra. However, they could be low in nitric oxide. So there's certain plant-based foods that uh, contribute nitric oxide. Certain supplements help. So um, do you look at, um, in addition to abstaining from, as you mentioned, alcohol and uh, some of the issues that cause problems, um, do you look at any supplements that help with estrogen dominance? Uh, some of the men uh, are exposing breast tissue, and uh, what's going on with that? How are they getting this estrogen dominance? Well, basically, you're, you're giving two sorts of information. One of the sorts of information is that if men have too much female hormones, it will yes. block the action, and you need to take plant extracts or progesterone 
are uh, blockers like uh, called aromatase blockers because they block the enzyme that converts testosterone to estradiol. Right. So all these products may really help sexuality too. Mm-hmm. Uh, by uh, so so it's really interesting to go into that. It's not sufficient on its own to have a fantastic sexuality, but the at least you decrease the risk of having the other treatments not work uh, by uh, by by improving that and. Um, the other information in, um, I forgot actually, but the other point that you were saying. That's um, good. Let me see. Um, I don't know. So we, we talked about too much uh, estrogens, and then you were talking about something else that you would, uh, nitric oxide. Yes. So um, now they are also coming on the market, um, some precursors to nitric oxide, mm-hmm. like arginine and others, that by taking that may also help erections. So the nitric oxide is a substance that opens up the arteries, and so you get more blood flow inside of the penis. And that might be also interesting in some men to supplement uh, those nitric oxide uh, precursors uh, for having good erections. And um, if uh, some physicians and some patients prefer not to work with hormones first, they can have a try with all these precursors of nitric oxide. Dr. Hertog, um, all this talk about sex, is there a component that relates to some of the longest-lived people in published studies that they had an early interest and proclivity to sex and they um, maintained a, a longer, better quality life? There's a centenarian study that showed mm-hmm. that those who became centenarians are more liberal on their sexuality. And uh, that means that they have more liberal views, they may have, uh, and they usually are much uh, more often married, meaning that they have sex easier, uh, they don't live on their own. So um, um, probably um, they are also richer in sex hormones, uh, these future centenarians, and it's better to be so. And one study showed, for example, that women who are centenarians have two and a half times the testosterone level, the male hormone, the one that gives the most libido, than women of 70 years here in the United States. It, in so Japan, was it? It was in Japan, in Okinawa. Yeah. Uh, those centenarians have two and a half times the woman, uh, the level of male hormone. They also had higher DHEA and higher estrogen levels uh, than the equivalent uh, 70-year-old compared to the 100-year-old. Well, um, the DHGA level of a centenary woman in Okinawa is the same as a woman of 70 years old, but, and even slightly less, but it's, at age 70, it's much higher. Wow. So when they are age 70, uh, those who have high DHGA levels will probably live uh, up to 100 years. In Okinawa, they have uh, more of a plant-based. They eat a lot of purple yams and sweet potatoes and kind of a minimal amount of fish. So it's interesting that here's a plant-based culture, but they don't eat wheat. They're eating mostly yam. Is there probably some benefit of, of choosing the right plant-based proteins for those who are yeah, vegetarian? Yeah, you have to be very careful because yeah. um, uh, a lot of plants have hormones too, yeah. but they're not so much male hormone-like hormones, oh. but f- female hormone-likes. Okay. So if you want, for example, um, uh, a woman is tired, she doesn't want her man to uh, be able to have sex in the evening, well, she just has to give the liter of uh, soy milk to him, or a liter of soy yogurt, and he won't have any erections, or it will be very hard anyway. Uh, so um, um, most of the plants that have hormones are actually phytoestrogens, and they will block uh, the 
a capacity of having good sex. Uh, you, for example, when you look at uh, Asian um, people who live in Asia, mm-hmm. they usually have less sexual characteristics. The breasts are smaller, mm-hmm. less uh, body hair growth, but that's mo- not necessarily due to the race because when they come over in our countries, the next generations generally get taller, bigger, more sexual characters. is due to the food that they have there with a lot of food neutralizing our hormones and decreasing our hormone <coughs> production. Uh, if you take uh, one liter of soy milk a day, for example, you'll have a decrease by about 30 to 40% of the sex hormones. Uh, and it also blocks the receptors, so there's a sort of double neutralization. So I, I would be very careful for that. You, 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 um, you don't forget that also in Okinawa, the main plate is not a vegetarian plate. The main plate is pork meat. And the, uh, but they eat pork meat boiled in water for hours, so it's not cooked and grilled and become toxic. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more meat you eat, the higher your um, sex hormones can be. There was one published study that showed that uh, beta estradiol was uh, nearly uh, 10,000 times higher in, in meat. Hi, Dr. Nick Delgado here. Please give us a review on iTunes, and we'll be happy out of the group of reviews to choose a lucky winner of one of our award-winning products. It could be EstroBlock, Adrenal DMG, Stem Cell Strong, or even Power and Speed. We'll ship you a bottle at no cost. You'll enjoy it just from basically giving us a review on iTunes. Also, visit DelgadoProtocol.com. That's DelgadoProtocol.com, and take our free hormonal quiz. Looking forward to assisting you to be your absolute best.